Lisa Craven, welcome back. How are you? Hi, great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. You are so welcome. And obviously last time you came on the show, you came on with your sister, Vanessa. You are both wonderful dentists. The, the, the smiles, the teeth, the faces behind Spotlight Oral Care, who um, obviously have been raving about your toothpaste now since I started using it. Um, but you're here on your own to show your feel good habits. I know I'm excited to be here because I actually love this idea and I'm, I'm so like passionate about wellness on a daily basis because for me it's really important. Oh okay so let's unpick that why is it did you have a time in your life where you thought I have to prioritize this because I'm not and it's a detriment to my mental health my physical health? I think I actually have this theory that I feel like people have like a baseline level of worry in their lives and I will fill that in with whatever is required to achieve that baseline of worry. So whether I'm worrying about my children or, you know, myself or work or family, I have like, you know, a baseline. I'm a kind of worrier by nature. So I will just fill that in to whatever, wherever I can find it until I get there. So I actually really have to, on a daily basis, um, focus and give myself you know, um, kind of, yeah, like habits throughout the day that make me uh, feel better and kind of tune in with myself. So you somebody, because I do this, I get to, I mean, obviously we're all working from home at the moment, but I get to maybe this time it's three o'clock in the afternoon and I have to sometimes talk myself into to taking a 15 minute break because I can just feel if I go for another three hours, I'm going to be really stressed by the time it comes to eating my dinner or just trying to wind down. So actually it's quite good. Yesterday, I thought I'll just go out and get some fresh air and I ended up going marching for about an hour. So are you someone who has to do that kind of check in with yourself? Absolutely. And I think, I mean, I'm working from home primarily at the moment, like most people. And I think that what it has allowed me to do is to develop a routine that suits me. Like I am an early riser and I like to have an early lunch. And I think you can, you can actually you know suit your routine to yourself and your own needs and um uh, if you need to walk at i'm kind of person i power through from like eight or nine a.m until two and then i need to take like an hour or two um and then i might come back to it in the afternoon so it kind of gives that freedom without the one to two lunch break and then you're kind of dying by three o'clock or four o'clock how am i get through the rest of the day <laughs> you know so um yeah i think that's a great thing of working from home yeah. So is so what's your first thing that you would say is a really good habit that you find just kicks you back into either being really productive or just feeling really positive? I and that actually is one of the things mine mine are really boring, but routine is really I am a routine like kind of freak. I I like to get up at the same time every day and like almost like weekends. So I actually find a little bit more stressful because there's just a little bit more room for um you know, okay, what do I want to do? What do I actually want to do? How do I actually want to spend my time? Whereas during the week I get up, I have breakfast with my children. I exercise. I try to exercise every morning, even if it's like 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, so routine is really key for me. And because I find it really helpful in terms of building in um, what I need to do. So like I need to take vitamins. I find if I'm not in a routine, I just won't do anything. I won't drink any water. I won't take any vitamins. I won't even take a coffee break. So I really, really try to build in routine throughout my day. And it really, really helps me 
um, to, you know, just to not get dragged through the day by other people's needs and wants, especially in work. Um, you know, like, no, I'm taking 15 minutes and this is what I do. And so routine is key for me. I get up at the same time every day. I like eat at the same time. I'm really like, and I tend to eat the same things. I'm really boring, really, but it helps me and it makes me feel like kind of in control, you know? Yeah, you know what's going on. There are no surprises when it comes to the things that you can control, basically. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And I don't know about you, but I'm somebody who for a long time used to think, as soon as I'm up, I'm on, I'm working. And if I can do that for the whole day, wow, look at how productive I am. And I've really learned in the last few years the benefit of taking short little breaks or the benefit of like working from home. Sometimes it can be really intense work and then I follow it with something that might be a little bit easier just so that there's a little bit of um, variety, ebb and flow. Totally. And for me, I think as well, it's like maybe, maybe thoughtfully spending a little bit of time thinking, well, what actually benefits me? You know, like what actually makes me feel better? So if it's a brief walk outside, if it's drinking a glass of water, but, you know, taking a break and scrolling on Instagram is not going to make me feel better. It's not going to make me feel refreshed. And so I have like already thought of like, okay, what are my go-to things that, you know, help me, you know, get through my day with more energy and enthusiasm. So it's like having that almost like pre-thought. So you're like, yeah, no, this, this works for me. I, I just go to that, you know, otherwise I could just be on Instagram all day or TikTok. It's, oh, I, I rejoined it last night because I feel like maybe I should be over there, but I'm not sure. Uh, a friend of mine said to me this morning, because I was like, well, maybe I need to do a lot of content on TikTok. And she just said, TikTok's only great if you're a pantomime dame. You have to act like a pantomime dame. So I don't know if that's true. <laughs> exactly. But I need to unpick it. I love it. So it sounds like first thing in the morning, and I love this idea of getting, waking up and getting out of bed at the same time every day. Mm -hmm. I'm very good at waking up at the same time. I'm not very good at getting out of bed at the same time, but it sounds like it's really important to you as well to start your day with a little bit of activity, some form of exercise, whatever that might be. Absolutely. And I feel I'm really, um, have more energy in the morning. I can focus in the morning. You know, I'd happily go to bed at half nine every evening. So I get all my exercise done in the morning. It's not that much, but if I was to wait until four or 5 p.m., there's just, I'd have, I'd have a list of reasons. I'd have a PhD on why I cannot exercise that day. So I just get it over with and I don't put too much pressure. I kind of, you know, go easy on myself. I'm more about doing it. I find if I exercise every day or not every day, but maybe four or five days a week, it's not so intense, but then it actually encourages better, healthier choices throughout the day. As opposed to if I don't exercise, I'm liable to, not eat as well or like not drink as much water or not be as healthy as I should so um yeah I just feel like it sets me up and I already feel that once it's done I'm like oh wow I've done that like you know I can actually I can nearly go back to bed at this point that is a huge thing exercise for me is like it's so difficult there is something about getting it done in the morning and then just feeling like anything else that you do after that is gravy because you've already done something quite totally totally it's just a bonus you know um, I'm just not a, an enthusiastic exerciser, but I have to do it. Well, the thing is, is I had this revelation a few years ago. If you set out to do a certain type of exercise, it will give you the benefits regardless of whether you're smiling or scowling. Do you know what I mean? Totally, like totally. And I think I've had three children. So I feel like my relationship to exercise and body image is so so different than well, five years ago or 10 years ago now it's like I choose to do this like I actually choose to do this not I have this like social pressure I need to do 
do this I need to go here I need to do that so it's actually I know it's so basic but I I don't know why it took me so long to realize that but it's my choice to exercise and then I don't feel resentful of of that supposed (laughs) person making me exercise you know I can just do it and um you know it's and I go at my own pace I always feel like as well I'm not that fit so I feel like any exercise I do is actually putting my body through hell so it's great (laughs) okay what else do we have in the feel good uh repertoire so actually one thing that has really helped me during lockdown especially is piano I used to play so much piano when I was a child I was not like you know particularly amazing at piano or anything but it's one of those things that I was decent at and after I had my first daughter you know my husband was saying well, do you want to you know would you like something to you know mark the moment and I was like I actually really want a piano but I never got around to playing it because I was always traveling and, and, and everything so this lockdown I spent I dedicated time and only like 20 minutes or 25 minutes a few times a week but it's one of those activities that once you actually start playing it, it you lose sense of time and you just go into that zone of playing music. And I just think music is, it's, it's so amazing for you. And like, it's just that creative process that for me is structured. So it works for my personality. Um, so I just have found that to be like something that is a highlight almost of lockdown on there's not that many highlights, but um, it has really focused me and I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I think everybody has a creative side to them and it's really important to foster it. And I remember listening to a podcast, I think it was Tim Ferriss and he was speaking to this lady and how she fosters a creative process every day in her life. Because it is like a muscle. It is something that you have to use all the time. Um, so for me, that's been really, really enjoyable. I must admit, I don't play the piano, but I have been, uh, I've got a, a jigsaw on the go. And I find, again, like you say, you just lose a little bit of time and your your brain goes into problem-solving mode. So all the other stuff, all the other parts of your brain get a bit of a break. Is that how you, is that what you feel as well? You come away from it Absolutely. Refreshed? Yeah, because I'm like, I just, I'm an overthinker. I just think too much about everything. So I think that makes me switch off. Um, and, I, you know, I'm not great, you know, one for really sitting around too much. So I find it's just exactly what you said, kind of just takes your mind off and it's also physical, you know, it's, it's a physical process. So you're, you're doing something, you're, you're, you're active physically and mentally. Yeah, there's definitely something about um, the different parts of the brain you use. And actually, I was, I remember having a conversation years ago with somebody, I went through a phase of interviewing a lot of sportsmen mm-hmm. and saying how it's so interesting when you walk, watch a sports person walk into the room and how they carry themselves, being that they make their living physically. And it's so different from how, say, a lawyer will walk into the room. This obviously doesn't just apply to men, but it depend- and depending on how they actually make their living, whether it's physical, whether it's uh, cerebral, it's really quite interesting how that will change their physicality in terms of how they present. Uh, absolutely. And I think that, like, even to that point, you know, you, it, you can't miss it. Like it's, you can't really say what it is, but you know, somebody who is like that, like, you know, there's something about that person actually that stands out. So I think yeah. it's really, really important. <laughs> what else do you have that you do? And has, um, are any of these really new and specific to lockdown? Um, well, one thing I have dipped in and out of a lot, and I feel like, again, it's one thing that's probably really common is meditation. I think I was like, 
from I think I did a course in TM so it's transcendental meditation I'd say I was maybe like 22 and it's something I've gone in and out of and definitely since you know more work and children and everything it's something that I have really focused on and doing I don't do it twice a day I know you're supposed to but I do it once a day and I feel like even if I get it once a day it massively impacts my you know mood or my reactionary self so I don't tend to be so reactionary I'm still plenty reactionary I'm sure but (laughs) I I, even I get into situations and I'm like could be frustrated about something and I'm sitting there and almost like the the reaction just doesn't come it just actually stays at bay so that's definitely something I've had to cope with lockdown I did not find lockdown that easy at the start it was it was a brief relief and then it was not Mm. easy did you if you studied transcendental meditation did you get a word I did Ah. yeah (laughs) I I I think I've always been like I started doing yoga when I was relatively young I've always been like kind of somebody who's like searching or like trialing things out so um and I suppose everybody's so individual. It's all like down to what specifically works for you. Mindfulness and more vaguer things just don't do it for me. I'm too easily distracted. So TM really works for me. So that And I is, love the concept and the training around it also. So I was just going to say for listeners, when I said you get a word, when you do certain studying for transcendental mm-hmm. meditation, you get your own word, which is your mantra, essentially, that you repeat that yep. will get you into the zone. And you don't tell yeah. anyone, do you? It's completely no, secret. It's, yeah, it's completely secret. And it's, it's really nice. And the whole training is actually amazing as well. Um, and like, again, when you say that, you, you know, those people like the trainers and, you know, people are really experienced you know, you, you just have that feeling from them that they're so calm and settled in themselves. And it's, it's a really, it's a lovely course to do. Um, and I feel something, it's just a great go-to skill set to have. I think it's interesting what you say about being less reactive, because when I did meditation for 26 Habits, I was, I would say how if I started the day feeling anxious and say I was like in an eight out of 10, if I meditated, that would almost take me down to a four. So then by the very laws of physics, if I go out into the world and something irritating happened, I would react to it from a lower level than had I gone out without having done it. And it does, it makes you, it gives you pause, I feel. Totally. And I think what it, what it really does as well, like if you know, you're going to have bad days, that's fine. And you're going to have situations that are frustrating and that's totally fine. But even on days that are relatively calm, it, it, it does make you more, um mindful of the moment or you know able to kind of switch off and not be overly distracted by work or especially if I'm around my children I don't want to be my mind in another place I need to be there with them so I I find it it's like total coping on a, a bad day but really enhances the good days so you obviously you normally work I would guess in clinic or in practice mm-hmm. and you've been working at home working from home a lot with three mm-hmm. children how have you been able to adapt to that without it being that you've got because I guess when you're in the, what I mean is when you're in the workplace you've obviously got your work concerns and when you're at home you've got your family concerns and then for a lot of people lockdown put work and life firmly in the same place and it's that learning to and adapting to coping with all of those things at the same time did you find that something that you had to figure out totally and I have three small children so it, it is very intense like you know on a very basic day so 
I, what I did, I, I struggled definitely at the start. And I suppose my husband and I had to figure out times of working and even places of working, because if I am around the children, if I'm supposed to be working on calls, they're just attracted like a magnet. So um, it's just trying to figure out hours that work. So sometimes like just sitting down and trying to have a reasonable conversation rather than kind of, you know, trying to get through your day um, without a plan. So to me, it was just about planning out the time and sitting down with my husband and saying, okay, well, how are we going to figure this out? But then I feel like everybody went through the same thing. So there was so much more understanding amongst team members. You know, everybody was struggling, whether they had to move back with their parents or, you know, they had small children, um, you know, so it was, it was a struggle for everyone. So I think it was really hard. And what I found really difficult was that, you know, you're just, you're either working or you're a mom. There was no space for time on your own. Do you know what I mean? Because you didn't have, you know, like you couldn't get babysitters and things like that and childminders. So there was no space for you as a person or you and your husband. So that was quite difficult. Um, but now I just feel like I'm so in, in the middle of lockdown. I'm like, this is just how we live now. Is this ever going to end? But I'm guessing routine has been a really key part of that. Totally. And I think, to be honest, with children, that's great. Like the children keep you so busy. And I kind of think I could be on if I go on holiday or if I'm at home, you know, when you have small children, the routine is always the same. You're always up early. It's always breakfast, activity, go like you're not it's relatively stabilizing because it's the same routine. You can't escape nappies ever, you know. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. So they're always there. You know, they're you know meal times everything it's 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 never ending so that actually does add a structure and a fullness to the day as well so what else do we have is there anything else that you when you do get your alone time that you do to just kind of perk you up if you're feeling a little bit down I think like seeing friends is really important especially you know when you're working obviously not at the moment but just being outside and that's one of my definitely my habits is I grew up on a farm in the countryside and so um, I like to spend a lot of time outside I don't get to spend a lot of time but I like to wherever I can even if it's raining or windy as it tends to be in Ireland you know I do try to get outside quite a lot and we recently moved into our house so during lockdown, we were, um, you know, we spent so much time outside in the garden and sowing and planting. And that was one of my habits that I definitely still um, 
continued and because we live in the west of ireland it is a really beautiful place so mm. there's so many amazing walks and it's, it is so scenic and lakes and everything so that is definitely one of my habits is to try to get outside um whatever the weather because i don't know it is that instant uh just relief or um kind of brings you back to kind of nature and yourself and everything so i have a little dog and go for walks do you know it's amazing it's amazing how many people have said this in feel good habits and i feel as though actually we didn't pre-lockdown it would be very easy to just say i haven't got time to go outside and i i can be quite bad at it so for example yesterday i went out and i was walking so fast because i wanted to get outside but i wanted it to be over quickly and i had to really talk myself down and say enjoy it take your headphones out listen to the birds it was raining a little bit. So I was like, actually enjoy how that feels. And I had to sort of almost tap into it. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think anything that makes you tap into your basic senses is really, it's so simple. And I know it's, it's just so, it's so basic, but it's so important. And I think, you know, it helps every, it helps every aspect of yourself. Do you know what I mean? And not to be like, you know, power walking to actually just slow down. You're not, you know, you're not there to, you know, run a marathon, you're there to relax and connect and, or disconnect, you know, um, and I think that's really nice to be able to slow down and to, to chill out and be with, be with a dog or be with just by yourself. Um, it's so important. So important. And I think it's one of those things. Do you think it's something that we will be more mindful of doing when things hopefully go back to something resembling normal? Well, I, I think, you know, in the in lockdown, we've had to just prioritize what we what we do have. I mean, we all there's so much positivity out there and that's amazing. But like we literally have had to just focus on what we can do. There's just there isn't nowhere to go and, and you can't see your friends and you can't go for dinner. And, you know, there's so many things you can't do. So just focusing on the things that you can do. Again, I think having small children, you know, walks are just an essential part of life, you know, going for walks with their scooters and their bikes. But there is nothing like going for a walk on your own. It's totally <laughs> different and it's much better. <laughs> when when Rochelle Humes came on the podcast and shared her feel-good habits, she talked about going for walks and they've got a big, I think they've got lots of a wood or something behind their house. And she said, you go out with the kids, but what that means is, is you go out with your children, which means you end up carrying scooters and yeah. bikes and everything. And it's not that fun. And I'd never yeah. thought that. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's so slow. And, you know, you're normally convincing at least one child why you need to continue on the walk, even if it's, you know, 12 minutes long. It's just, oh my God, seriously. But uh, yeah, walks on your own. My God. And I do like... I saw a post on Instagram recently and it was about women and it's like, you know, doing your grocery shopping is not self-care and, you know, doing those basic things. It isn't. And bring your children for a walk isn't self-care either. It's well, not certainly not for me. It's doing something by yourself and we have like 30 minutes on your own, not to talk, not to be somebody, something, you know, I think is really important. I think that, I think it's very interesting. I wonder if we're about to get into an era of a, a redefinition of self-care and bear with me here because I feel as though actually for me something that's a really good thing of self-care is doing all my admin, mm -hmm. making sure I know where I stand with my finances, making sure the house is clean, making sure I know nothing's overdue essentially. So actually for me sometimes 
sitting down in the evening, going to watch TV and thinking, I know I've got those things hanging over my head. The greatest gift I can give myself is just getting on top of it all and doing it. And also this idea of self-care of being pampering. I've been reading a lot more about putting like, like leaping into fear and being uncomfortable. And that's where the real growth happens. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you have a particular stance on that, but literally like testing yourself and challenging yourself is where the real growth occurs, not in the cocooning yourself and saging your room kind of thing. Totally. And I think I actually totally agree with you. I think, you know, for me, like organizing myself, decluttering my wardrobe, you know, being careful and considered about maybe you know what you know washing your hair or something I'm not a massive self like pampering person I don't really like sitting in a bath for an hour it's just not my cup of tea I don't really like watching random tv it just doesn't really it just makes me a little bit uneasy but for me honestly exercise was one of those things especially in lockdown I said I'm not an I'm not somebody who's ever really into it but actually you you cannot deny the physical feeling like the the endorphins how good your body feels afterwards so you just can't deny that like and I, I do totally think that you have to push yourself to do the things that are good for you and that is actually self-care I do also think that a lot of like I see I you know my husband and I think men are so much better for going to meet the guys or meeting up and so many women are oh no one of my children or I don't know or you know or I've been out you know one night over the last two weeks I don't want to go again and you never hear, well, I, maybe I'm, you know, you don't, I don't hear men speak like that, you know? So actually forcing yourself, no, you know what? I'm going to probably be tired tomorrow, but I'm going to go and meet my friend. And we're going to, you know, have maybe a couple of glasses of wine and a chat because I don't think women allow themselves to do it as much as they should, especially, you know, once, once you've had children. We've spoken about this actually quite a few times on this particular series about how in lockdown and not being able to physically see your friends, I think a lot of women, uh, and I'm only saying women because men haven't mentioned this on the show yet, are missing out on that sort of plugging into the battery of, and the energy of your mates. And uh, recently I drove around at a social distance and I stood outside Nadine Baggett's house and had a chat with her over the garden wall. And we both said afterwards, it was so life affirming because we'd done it by a computer. We've been talking to our friends by text, but actually just seeing your friends' facial expressions in the flesh made all the difference. And just that thing of feeling connected, it's so vital. Totally. And you know what I often find as well is that when you haven't seen your friends and then you're, you see your friends. So a couple of weeks ago, we're in lockdown at the moment, but a couple of weeks ago, I met one of my friends for a walk. And all of a sudden there was all of these things that I, I felt like I needed to talk about and I didn't even realize that they had been on my mind but when I saw her I just was like I want this and this and there can be really small things like really basic things but only things that your girlfriend can answer you know um and and bigger things and you don't even realize what's actually sitting in the back of your mind until you see somebody that you feel so comfortable with that you're just having that chat for like three hours you know and I think that is, you know, that is the difference between, and especially for close female friendship, it's, it's normally like, it's the most random things you talk about. What did you have for dinner? You know, do you like these jeans? I need to find these, you know, a pair of boots or, you know, what did you do about your children's vaccinations? You know, <laughs> they're really like kind of things that you, you, you don't technically need an answer for, but 
that is the basis of yeah. so many female friendships and you miss out on that kind of chat because it's not technically something you need to talk about but it's something that commits your friendship you know so it's so important to to do that and it's the stuff that comes up when you see each other when you're with each other and it's it's I was actually blown away because I'd been so busy in work and I hadn't really got to see that many people and it was just we just kept walking for hours and it was just we just both had so much to say to each other you know and it was just such a relief and there are things you're going to say and talk to your friends that you're not necessarily going to talk to your parents about or your sister your 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 husband it's just a you know like such a you know familiar relationship that you 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 don't even realize that the value of it until you it's been kind of removed from you yeah, I mean, to tell you, just in that context with uh, that particular situation with Nadine, we stood outside for about an hour and a half and it was freezing. I mean, it was so, so cold. And then a couple of weeks later, she said, were you really cold when you got back in your car? And it took me until I'd been home for two hours when I could feel my left foot again. But yeah. that was, if that was the price I had to pay. <laughs> totally. That's <laughs> a testament to how much you needed it, you know, um, 100%. I love that. Right. So are we rounding off with another, with a final feel good habit? Mine is really basic is, um, re- I'm so, so, such a basic person is, uh, sleeping. Just sleeping. Yes. I love sleep. <laughs> I, I am not a good sleeper, but I really, really prioritize my sleep since having children. It's just like, it is necessary for me to go to bed early. It's necessary for me to nap. And I, I do not, I'm just not a person who survives very well without sleep. And my sister just had a baby. So she's, I'm, I'm, I'm like nuts talking to her saying, you know, but think of it, it's like a marathon, you know, when you just had a baby, you have to get to six weeks before that sleep deprivation just accumulates. So um, sleep, I think is really important, really restorative. Um, it's just my go-to. So talk me through that because Uh, I've spoken a lot about sleep issues on this podcast Mm -hmm. in the sense that I had insomnia for a while. I go through phases every month. I can tell literally what day of my cycle I'm on based on what time in the night I wake up. So at the moment I'm waking up at 3am and the only person this affects is Lindsay Kelk in LA because I I message her immediately. I'm like, (laughs) I'm up, I'm watching Angel. (laughs) But how do you make sure that you get good sleep? Do you have a particular sleep routine do you have particular linen that you're like it's got to be this this many hundred Egyptian count are you quite fastidious about how you sleep where you sleep and what you sleep in I am but I so I'm like I have a whole routine like my thing is that it actually it takes me ages to go to bed like by the time I've taken off my makeup and I get into my pajamas and I've moisturized and I've done like 25 steps skin routine Nadine would be happy with me um you know it takes me so long to go to bed it takes me and and I just have to do the things you know I have that's what I have to do so I'm the kind of person I could be if I was quite worried or stressed about something I'm literally somebody who might not sleep just might not sleep that Mm -hmm. night but sometimes it's actually and one of those nights was actually the night before my finals in university and it was like a viva so it was like a speaking thing and I had just I hadn't slept because I was just worried and I was fine like I, it was fine I you know so sometimes knowing that sleep is really important but if you don't sleep for one night it's actually fine you know mm-hmm. and knowing that it's not the end of the world if you don't sleep you could have a coffee a brisk walk outside and you are good to go do you know what I mean 
But I, what I do try to do is I try to go to bed really early because then I know, okay, if I, even if I wake for two hours in the middle of the night, well, I've gone to bed so early that I'll have at least gotten like six or seven hours sleep. So it reduces, I think there's more anxiety about anxiety when not sleeping rather mm. than the actual effects of not sleeping, mm. if you know what I mean. So I try to go to bed really early. I like have an eye mask, earplugs. And then sometimes I have, if I really wake up and I can't, my mind starts wandering. I have like, this is obviously not yours, but I have really boring podcasts that I just listen to, like with really like boring voices. And they're like normally about really like biochemistry or, you know, wellness, but on another level, you know. The Neil deGrasse Tyson audiobook is quite good. Because he's got good a very tip. soothing voice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, that kind of monotone and, and not a not an engaging topic, you know, just um and then I always set my alarm. So then I never check the time on my phone. So I know I, I'm not gonna miss, I don't need to know how much time is left. The alarm will go off and I don't need to check it. Perfect. So <laughs> I love that. Also, can I tell you, one of the things I do is I always go to sleep listening to a podcast. And one of my favorites, and I was saying this on email, I am, one of my favorites is The Office Ladies. And every single time it comes on, and I hear Jenna and Angela talking <laughs> yeah. about Spotlight. I'm like, I know. Yeah. I know, I love it. And I love that podcast. But it's too good. Like that is reserved for, that is not in middle of the night. Um, oh podcast. that's my that's you know? my get into bed and just kind that's of your enjoyment down. I stare yeah. at the ceiling and I listen to it and I chuckle along and I've watched the office several times and so I it's just so joyful but I just love yeah. their ad reads for spotlight are so good <laughs> they're so I good really believe them and I'm like I totally want to use those <laughs> sometimes get yeah. up and use the whitening strips um, yeah. these have been great feel good habits thank you so much oh thank you so much for having me and I hope <laughs> they haven't been too boring <laughs> not, not in the slightest I think whatever works for everybody and what um lots of people email the show or, or email me after these episodes go live and what might be your boring might be someone else's oh that's the thing that's going to make me go to bed earlier tonight and maybe that'll make tomorrow really good for them so there is no bad feel-good habit as far as I'm concerned good. <laughs> <laughs> um listeners the links to Lisa will be in the show notes and also the links to spotlight oil care obviously if you heard the episode that we would together we did together last year you'll know that there's a whole conversation there about teeth whitening good oral health all of it so uh, i'll put the link to that show in the show notes but um, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast thank you so much i've loved it